The connection between you and your therapist matters. That's why Alma focuses on helping you find the right someone to talk to, not just anyone. When you browse their online directory, you can filter your search by what you want to focus on, like anxiety, relationships, or big life transitions. You can also specify preferences around gender, race, faith, and more to help you find someone who's more likely to understand where you're coming from. Alma also makes it easy for therapists to navigate insurance. That's why 95% of providers in their directory accept insurance for sessions, so you can find care that's affordable too. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com slash not just anyone to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com slash not just anyone. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. To your shirt side, right? Yeah. The, I keep seeing this painful, and, and I just got to say, as we transition here, mm-hmm. painful is probably the right word, but but I do I do still have hope, Fitzy. I I know I know I I, I sometimes as a doomsday guy, I talk about how the rule changes have changed the game forever since the 2011 CBA, and they mm-hmm. did. I've talked ad nauseum about you know how guys prepare or the lack thereof, the rules of engagement. They hit less in an entire season today than we did in just the preseason. Think about that for a second. How can you possibly expect your starters to go out there and execute at a high level, not create you know all these mental errors, um, not be able to execute some of the basics, right? Lining up on size, all this stuff. How do you expect them to function at a high level the, the way that we are used to seeing them when they cannot practice it. And look, football is a game of repetition. We practice, practice. We have a walk practice, a mm-hmm. walkthrough to get ready for the walkthrough before the actual practice. I mean, right. it's insane how much you do things. And you're asking these guys to do that. And 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 I said starters. How do you expect them? What do you think happens when the starter gets hurt, which is happening at an unbelievable rate today? Your backup who hasn't seen a, a rep under like full f- football speed 
all year. Now he's going to go out and you're going to expect great things out of them. Come on, man. We're putting these guys in terrible positions. We're putting these coaches in impossible situations because course correction is, is really not a real thing today, right? Like you want to make changes midstream? Good luck. It's not easy. Never has been. Today, it's almost impossible. Yeah, before I, I'm, I'm so glad you approached this sort of like NFL wide and league wide first before we get into it, just a couple small details of why you think things have gone south the way they have in Foxborough this season. I, for one, think this season, if I can be completely blunt, sucks. And I'm not just talking about what we're seeing with the two and seven Patriots. Yeah. I think that, you know, the easy line could be like, oh, the NFL's drunk this year, just like, you know, uh, it's just one of those years. It's kind of wonky, you know. Oh, you're just sad because of the Patriots. Oh, there's no front runner, so there's not a great narrative. I just think the quality of gameplay league wide this year, and it could be to the fact that there's uh, not been great quarterback play. It could be because of the rule changes. It could be because it is a giant slap and tickle, and then it's supposed to turn into car crashes. His is just very. It's beyond wonky. Like there's there's no fluidity to it. Like I'd almost. I, I I almost don't recognize it half the time. I dare you to show me on the first half of the season what the great game was where two teams played at an extremely high level. There were minimal penalties, high execution, highlights galore. It just hasn't happened yet. And I don't even know like if we have to just be ready to have lousy first halves of the season and then entertaining second halves and postseasons because it's been garbage thus far. Yeah, listen, um, I, I want you to think about it a little differently. And for the audience and 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 the people that will listen to this, don't think of some of the things that are glaring, right? You, you brought up the quarterback play, and I agree. If you want to look at it just at, at glance or just as a fan, right, and you want to evaluate it, you say, man, where are the Peyton Mannings? Where where are the, the Tom Brace? Or, or where are the Drew Breeses or even the right. Eli Mannings, right? Like, where, where, what, what happened to these guys? I mean, they're not coming out of college, like, you know, as, as polished as they used to. Like, what exactly is happening? And I would ask you to say to yourself, if you took the same, and, and I firmly believe this, if you took the same quarterbacks that are starters today in the National Football League, and you brought them back to the pre-CBA, uh, uh, 2011 CBA, and you put them on these teams, I think you see a, a big difference. Maybe not, uh, definitely not in all of them, but you're going to see a big difference. And why? Again, broken record, you had, you had offensive linemen who could practice their craft, who could get ready. So if these guys are executing at a higher level in front of the quarterback, don't you believe that you would see better play out of these same exact guys yes the answer is yes uh, and and so and it's not just in pass protection you know look the best offenses we had were were really rooted in a ground game and the numbers might not say mm -hmm. that but i promise you that when we rushed the ball 25 times or more the odds that we won the game were probably close to 90 percent right i mean it was mm -hmm. it's, it's astonishing so there's so many little nuances. There's so many little aspects of, of an offense that make it happen. It's not always what you think, but it always starts with having an offensive line that can go out there and consistently execute. And you don't have that today. And I believe that that's why you see quarterbacks who aren't what we expect or what we've come to know about the National Football League. But it is the reality now. Oh, for sure. I When I think back to some of the – 
I, I, one of the, the things that aggravated me the most on Sunday was Ramondre Stevenson has his longest run to date, a 64-yard touchdown against Washington. Then he has eight more carries the rest of the game. And I was only eight for 23 yards. But the, the fact that the, he's having a down season, Zeke can't find any room to run. Uh, don't even get me started. That has been the bell I've been ringing and the red flag I've been waving since March. The line stinks. The line needs help. That's where it all begins and ends. Uh, you know, you look at a team right now, and and I, I can remember back to your days. Antoine Smith, we he ne- never gets enough credit for the way he used to set the table and get everyone ready for Tommy and you guys to deliver in the end when it mattered most. Obviously, the the what's likely considered the best Patriots team of all time that won a Super Bowl, 2004 Pats. You guys, 1,650 yards from Corey Dillon. You guys were smashing, mashing, and dashing all the way through. You guys were a borderline juggernaut. I'm surprised that team lost a game that year. Uh, but you know, Monday night, uh, Monday night with Miami happens sometimes. Uh, but like, here's a team, for example, this year, a su- team that's surprising people. Now they're only four and five, but their rookie quarterback is balling out CJ Stroud and everyone's saying, ah, oh, you know, uh, look at this guy's crushing it against Mac and oh, Bryce Young. Whatever. Want to know a little secret? The Houston Texans have invested extremely heavy, heavily in their offensive line and they're reaping the benefits of it. Like the kid is able to take the time to find a bunch of unnamed receivers and execute offense at a high level. These are the things that people are sleeping on in the NFL now, Matt. And I think lots of teams, including sadly our two and seven Patriots are paying the price for it right now. Well, listen, let's also not, you know, say what's actually happening with the aggression within the NFL, right? They, they made a point to tamp down aggressiveness, right? Mm-hmm. Whether it's you know policing the way that people get hit, the way that even the offensive linemen engage the defensive linemen. I mean, it's it's, it's yeah. insanity. Excuse my interruption, but like I, I just want to point out, last Sunday, Washington, oh, the defensive perfect. end who sacks Mac Jones, it is a textbook sack. It is a yep. perfect hit. Wraps him up in the midsection and then just brings him to the ground, roughing the passer. What the? I mean, really, 2028. My podcast partner Andy Hart has a theory that the 2028 Olympics where flag football is going to be a sport is actually a forerunner that the NFL has engineered through the Olympics to test out if contact can one day or ultimately be removed or modified in the NFL. Yeah. You know, listen, when, when you, when people talk politics, one of the things that you always say, if you want to know, you know, what this person's all about, follow the money, right? Follow the money trail. See, see who, see who backs them, see who, you know, they work with and who who's pulling the strings. And it's it's always true. And it's always been true when it comes to politics. No different than any in, in the NFL. Follow the money. Look at what fantasy has done to our beloved game. And I look, I, I don't begrudge anybody that plays in that realm, but it shouldn't dictate the rules of engagement in a sport that is designed to be violent, right? Like, can we not say that? Like Football should be violent. It's the way it's created. It's why we put pads on. It's why we work out. And honestly, it's the only reason I played the game. I never went to jail when I got off the field. I came close one time, but I never I never went to jail. I loved getting in a fight, a street fight, but I always got in trouble. I did a lot of community service. <laughs> I had to paint park benches as a kid in my hometown. <laughs> I had to watch people going to my church where my mother was the choir director while I'm doing community service. And by the way, I wasn't wearing an orange jumpsuit, but they all knew why I was out there. Okay, mm-hmm. so 
Football's violent. It should be violent. When it was violent, it made a lot more sense and it was a lot more enjoyable. But it's controlled violence, right? I I don't I don't ever advocate for guys going out there trying to hurt somebody. No, I don't want Andre John. I don't want Andre Johnson versus Cortland Finnegan, where guys are pulling off helmets and literally starting a brawl in the middle of the field. But you know, it's like. Nate Ebner was kind enough to join us in the Putnam Club for our pregame talk show last week. And we talked a lot about how in rugby, you've got great form. It's a very violent sport. It's super physical. Yet somehow these guys are able to absolutely mash each other for two hours. And then at the end, it's like great game, mate. And they all go out for pints. Yeah. And and now in the NFL, you like you can't you can't touch each other. You have to everyone's enemies. It's all vitriolic. And uh, it's just. Bitsy, you, you know what the answer is, man? And I, and this just hit me. If we can somehow convince the guys at DraftKings to come up with a fantasy stat on how many people get laid out, or I, I mean, that's probably the wrong way to say it, but clean hits. big hits and all yeah. that stuff, it'll take it to a whole nother level. It's the only way. Again, follow the money. Look at why the rule changes have happened. Look at where they went. I mean, hey, look, you know, go back to 2010. We're not going to give you a 17th game. We're, we're not playing that. There's too many hits. These guys are getting beat up. They're breaking. Fast forward to today, they got the 17th game. The rate of injury is worse, worse oh, than it's ever been. But yet somehow it was okay. Well, why was it okay? Oh, because we were told that we don't hit anymore. And they don't hit anymore. But it hasn't improved the reason why they didn't you know, want to hit anymore, right? So. Right. It's so convoluted. It's hard for people to understand it, but I lived it. I was there. I was there when we played real football. I was there when we signed the new CBA, and I knew at the time we signed it that something wasn't right. Well, you know, look, the reason that we took this path was to get the 17th game, and they got it now. Can we now go back to playing real football? I mean, that'd be nice. It makes sense, actually. The 2011 season, your last in the NFL won – that uh, will always be remembered for sticking in my and many Pats fans cross because you absolutely should have won that game. And I'll curse the name Bernard Pollard for rolling up on Gronk's ankle in the AFC championship as well. Yeah. You had one of you, you had one of your best games as a pro dealing with the giants line, getting revenge against them for 2007. And you know, they fumbled three times. The breaks didn't go your way, but now I understand why you made the decision to leave at the top of your game, as opposed to continue playing to diminishing returns. Um, Matt, you know, Maddie, real quick, I know we got you for another couple minutes real quick. I just want to ask you about three people in particular. Um, real quick, what the hell do you think happened? What happened with Josh in Vegas? At, and why did his second tenure as a head coach in the NFL so eerily mirror his first? You would have thought he would have learned from the experience in Denver and the humbling that would have come with that. Instead, it's almost the exact same amount of time. He had starting quarterback and elite wide receiver issues all over again. And there you see those guys acting a fool, dancing and smoking cigars after beating a disabled giant squad last Sunday, like they had just won a Super Bowl. What what, what do you think happened? Yeah, listen. There's uh, first of all, as you know, as the world knows, an NFL coaching job one of the toughest things on earth, right? Mm-hmm. You know, fans are fickle at times. You know, ownership can be very confrontational in terms of you know how they interact, you know, with the coaching staff and the players. So. Not an easy thing to do, period, in the story. I think Josh is a great assistant coach. And and that it factor, right? The, and, and when I say it factor, I'm talking about the ability to communicate with a wide swath of individuals, right? That's a, a really strong skill set. Look at 
Now, some people would laugh and say like, oh, Bill Belichick, you know, does he have the bill? I'm like, no, well, B Bill's very unique. He has his way and he never, ever falters. So you can't call BS on it because it is him. It is real. And you'll learn to respect that. But take some other guys. Look at some of these characters who have been head coaches and, and think about their ability to communicate with the fans, with ownership, with players. It's a unique skill set. And they weren't necessarily the best X's and O's guys. Bill's the best X's and O's guys. But he even cut his teeth under some of the better voices and communicators as head coaches. And, and that's, that's a very important skill set to have. You have to be diplomatic. You got to understand when to push the buttons and when not to. It's a psychological game, right? You're dealing with a whole bunch of people from a lot of different backgrounds, some of which don't really give a damn about you, period, but you still have to lead them. And that leadership ability, that it factor is, is crucial to being a head coach, especially in the early years. You know, you can okay. you can you can get away with a lot of stuff later on, but in the early years, and I just and this isn't a knock on him. I just don't think he has that aspect of his game to be the head coach. Great assistant coach, but I don't think the head coaching realm is for him. Yeah, I mean, great offensive mind, obviously, schematic guy and all that jazz. It just doesn't seem he lacks that it factor, and that's great insight on that. And we'll just roll right into Bill and the trouble that he's having this year because now there's all these stories. I mean, I'm sure you probably read it or heard about it this week and thought, Holy smokes, you got to be kidding me. Is this is this re is this reality? Like did I, am I in the upside down? There are these stories and rumors of if the Patriots falter in Germany and it probably is the best week for the Pats to be in Germany because they'll get a lot more love in Frankfurt than they'll get in Foxborough this weekend. Um you know, they have a huge fan base over there. They're dying for some American football. I don't know what kind of quality product they're going to get over there this weekend, Maddie, but if the Pats by chance should get beaten, embarrassed, smoked, or boat raced by the Colts, and the Colts are playing pretty good football these days, then there's a chance that there could be the the swinging of the bye week axe that the you know that the guillotine may drop on Bill Belichick midseason, which is just like unthinkable. So, what do you say to that? What do you say to the idea that Belichick could possibly be coaching for his job? And how do you think he's struggled this season? Like, where what's the disconnect? Well, I think the disconnect has been kind of the same over the last number of years, right? Um, you know, it's hard for Bill to relate to these guys that are coming in today. It's hard for me. I, 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 I've never wanted to coach, but I do love working with young people, and I, and I, and I actually like when people are willing to learn, right? So maybe, maybe I'm saying speaking out of both sides of my mouth, but Bill. I just don't think he can he can relate to these guys the way he needs to, and and he doesn't he didn't really have to in the past, but he always had a Scott Pioli or somebody director of player personnel, coaching staff people, the Ivan Fears, the Dante Scarnecchias, the the you know uh, Pepper Johnson. I mean, I could go on for days about oh, how Weiss Ernie and Rack and the genius well, of Ernie well, Adams. Yeah. I mean, my yes. God, you guys had so many great minds looking down upon the field, on the sideline, coordinating right. with Bill, and not to mention the you, the Malloys, and then that turns into the Harrisons and the Laws and the Vrabels and the Brewskis and the McGinnis and the Pfeifers. You had yeah. so many leaders on the field 
it made Bill's life so much easier. But now there's very little left of the Patriot way and the Super Bowl era to police the field and help Bill deliver the message and execute the vision. And I feel like it's all just start, starting to seemingly sour. We were willing to sacrifice, Fitzy, sacrifice our own, you know, brand, so to speak. I mean, these kids coming in today, they they are so focused on their brand, selling their merch or doing their thing, creating opportunities off the field. And it that's not the Patriot way. It never has been, never will be. And so, look, I think the struggles are the kind of people that are coming in and he just can't. He can't. I mean, you and, and by the way, again, the 2011 CBA was the biggest nightmare. It took it, it's the kryptonite for Bill Belichick. He was able to condition us into great playing by literally putting us out there over and over and over again. They took all that away from him. The only thing he can do now and he does it at a higher level than than probably all of them, is he can get him in a film room and he can break down film and he can educate through film. But that only takes you so far. All the rest of it has is null and void. It doesn't exist anymore. So he's going to struggle with that. He's going to need to get a lot of help. And by the way, they're not growing like coaches like we had back in the day on the coaching tree anymore either. You know what these coaches do? They all bicker and battle for jockey for position and hierarchy and pay scale and all that. They're so cutthroat in the National Football League. And I heard that directly from a guy that I played, you know, not with, but during the same time who became a head coach last season and who may have been head coach in the team they're playing this weekend. So I promise you the culture has changed the ability to truly sacrifice and give up that people, maybe people don't realize what it means. If you're a young person to sacrifice means you're willing to give up things that you want for the betterment of others. All right. Just in case there's like a, a weird disconnect there. And so, yeah, he's going Novel to thought, struggle, yeah. man. And yeah. by the way, do I think they're going to fire bill? I think it'd be the dumbest thing in the world to do, you know, at this point in the season. I mean, you know, come on. I mean, you, you got to have more respect than that. I think it's crazy to believe that that could happen. Um, you know, but it is the NFL. Yeah. Uh, you think he's the? Yeah. I'll I'll let you let you out on this one. Uh, do you think he's the right guy for the job next year? I mean, I kind of gleaned from your answer maybe what what you're thinking in terms of maybe it's time for a sea change or maybe it's time for a fresh voice in the room as well. But do you think do you think it would be time maybe to move on next year? And if you were on this team right now. Would you be willing to go to the mattresses per se for someone who's a bit of a different egg himself in Mac Jones? Well, you know, the, the Mac Jones thing, it, it's it's hard for me to comment on it. You know, I, I you only see what you see, right? And, yeah. and I think when you're a coach, you you clearly see so much more, so many more in the interactions. I, I'm, you know, look, I, I'm I'm old school, man. I'm I'm more worried about his character you know, as an individual versus how well he can throw the ball. Give me a, somebody with great character and some ability. And, and I can, I can work with that. I can, I can win with that. I know it because we did it right. I mean, who, I was not a great player. I mean, when I got here, I was not a great player. I became a better player over time because it meant something to me, right? It really meant something to me. I don't know how much the game means to a lot of these players today. And I don't know how much it means to all these guys that are in that locker room in New England either. You know, I know there's been some bickering. I know there's been some back and forth with these guys. There always is, but it's different now, right? So, you know, in terms of Bill, the better question is, 
If not Bill, then who? And I think that's the harder question to answer. You know, is it time for him to walk? Again, I'm not in there. I don't know all the little things, you know, the relationships, the the the, the back and forths, the ups and downs of, you know, how things go on a daily basis. Is it toxic? Is it not toxic? Is it fixable? You know, th there's a lot of questions there. Bill's the best coach in the history of the game. I, I believe that firmly. So if you're going to walk away from that, who, who, who is it? It's a great question. That's a great cliffhanger to leave him on, you know, and I love that line about how you arrived a good player, but you became a better player and a better man because of the experience. And if people aren't willing to open themselves up to the sacrifice necessary to go through a similar experience like you had, if they are just focused on their highlights, their IG, their brand, like you said, then maybe it is time for a sea change. I don't know who that person is. Um, it makes Sunday's game and subsequently really everything about the remainder of this season. So fascinating. You would never, I don't think you'll ever see a more fascinating two and seven team in the NFL than these new England Patriots. I'm not going to miss a moment. I'm sure you won't as well. Um, and we appreciate all your wisdom and your perspective and analysis here today, Maddie. Once again, if you would like to learn and attend the whiskey and war stories, that's Thursday, December 7th, six to nine at the stockyard in Brighton. That's whiskeyandwar.givesmart.com. The America's Game Package, 12 VIP tickets to the suite with Maddie, the generals, the tailgate, the sweet food, the whiskey, all that, and then some. It's an ask. It's a couple bucks, but I'm going to tell you, if you got it or you know someone who does, it's worth it. That's armynavy.givesmart.com, or you just visit mattlight72.com, and you'll be supporting some of the amazing work Matt does, and not only showcasing why Jason Kelsey is now one of the sexiest men alive, because beards, brawn, and beers and bears do go a long way in terms of sex appeal, but also helping mold and educate some of the young minds of now uh, in an old school way to prepare them for a new world. We love the work you do, Matt. We love seeing you doing well. Um, love the endeavors. We love talking Patriots with you. Thanks again for the time, brother. Uh, all the best and happy holidays to you and yours. Fitzy, I love you, and I look forward to the next one. My man, it's always the best. This has been Six Rings and Football Things, a special edition with our pal, the one and only Matt Light. Thank you for tuning in. It's a presentation of WEI Odyssey and 2400 Sports. Thank you to our sponsor, FanDuel, fanduel.com slash six rings to take advantage of their promos right now. We'll be back very soon to get you ready for the game in Germany and beyond. As always, good day, God bless, and go Pats. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus